Hey guys, welcome to That Game Show, the show that talks about all the stuff in the nerd world and all the stuff in between. I am your host, Chase Bunker, alongside the half-Asian sensation. It's Curtis Coe. Hello, everyone. Player 3 this week, because Murph got kidnapped by the government again, it's Daniel Clegg. Hello, hello. Murph, we miss you. Stop getting kidnapped by the government. Um, you can't help it. I know. They're just... Kidnapping. I know. It's either it them happens. or the Illuminati. One of those two. Let me go in there. We could. We could. We could. Is that, is that... Well, they're Beyonce or... Y'all say that. Jay-Z. <laughs> those, those videos are like... They're so stupid, but at the same time, like... They kind of raise some, like, very interesting points. Like that and, like... No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they but... Don't. <laughs> they actually don't. And by interesting points, I mean none at all. Um, <laughs> it's like that and the... Uh, do you remember the lady that, like, thought Monster was actually created by the devil? Monster Energy Drink? Uh, I don't. I yeah, I heard about that story. She went on Tosh as well just recently, and gosh, she just way to she give Christianity a bad name. Was manufactured by the devil. Yes, apparently. Yeah. All right. Because the claw symbol was like, it's like the Jewish uh, written version of like six or something, and so it's six six six. Oh, okay. oh devil juice, drink oh. up. Mm. Oh, man. I know. It's funny because the same people... Well, we're not getting into it. Never mind, we're let's, not going there. We're not going to go there. Too many things happened. Um, let's start off with PAX East just happened over the weekend. We had a bunch of um, availings by Blizzard. You had Black Rock Mountain expansion going to be coming out for Hearthstone. You yeah. also had more stuff from um, from Overwatch. And Cliff yeah. Blazinski showed his face again to the gaming community to bring us... Quote footage of Project Blue Streak. Spoiler alert, it's on an Unreal Engine. And a, a bunch of other stuff happened, but those are the three that I noticed. Guys, what was the big thing that you took out of PAX East? We'll start off with Curtis. Um, well, I don't know if this was directed from PAX East. I believe it was. But uh, they a three-hour uh, Final Fantasy XV um, gameplay footage came out, and that was pretty impressive. It's very, very attractive game. Looks very to be very um, action based, which is kind of a surprise. Um, kind of along the lines, I think, of Final Fantasy twelve. 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 Now, when you say action based, is it similar to like the system on um, uh, Tales of Symphonia? Uh, I think a little more deep than that. I couldn't really understand exactly how they were doing it. It looked very. Uh, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit, to be completely mean, uh, of uh, Dragon Age or, um, you know, anything that's a little more arcade -y. It definitely seemed to be a little bit more faster-paced, where there wasn't the normal, okay, let's stop and take turns attacking people. It was, uh, you know, real-time combat kind of thing. Um, looked very good. Uh, I was really impressed with it, especially since I hated Final Fantasy thirteen. I'm pretty sure, like, you and every other, like, Final Fantasy fan was, like... I'm not, it, but I'm not a Final Fantasy fan, so, I mean, you know, this 13, might be that... I never played it just because, like, when, I think, what was it, you told me, oh, hey, get here, the tutorial is five hours long. It's like, no, yeah, it, you know what? I no, don't need it. It was 20 hours long. That's ridiculous. No, I don't need it. <laughs> it took me 20 hours to get out of the tutorial. You have to take game. a college course and get a degree, <laughs> yeah. and then you can actually play the game. And yeah, it, it, like fun. 
Yeah, it, no. it was, I didn't find it fun. Uh, a good friend of ours uh, that we bring up for once, Ben, said once you got past that, it was really good. Uh, frankly, I just couldn't get past that. And, you know, some of the characters were completely unlikable. So, yeah. You know, but this one I looks interesting. don't stick with one game for 20 hours if I get to the end of it at all. Yeah. Just Dark Souls? Tutorial, Dark Souls? Well, that's the exception, sure. But <laughs> most games don't last 20 hours in their yeah. entirety for me. That's true. Uh, no, I mean, it looks kind of crazy. It looks really good. It's a beautiful game. Um, I believe it's coming out for PS4, Xbox One. I'd have to check that one. I'm not sure. But I thought it looked very good. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the one that I took out, and I just said, wow, that looks looking pretty good. Clegg, what about you? Uh, for me, it was the Hearthstone expansion, because I think I play that more than anything else. Um, 31, I think, new cards, and it's a new uh, PvE raid sort of content pack, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, so I'm excited about that. I, I think they said Overwatch was going into beta this fall, which is later than I think most people thought it was going to. They were expecting yeah. a sort of the first half of 2015. So that's a little disappointing, but the characters look super cool. Yeah. They had like mm-hmm. a cowboy, uh, Clint Eastwood sort of sort of personality, mm-hmm. and a Russian uh, uh, like bodybuilder lady. Yeah. With a gi- giant gun. So they both look pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if this was from PAX. Was Valve's announcement about their VR headset and Steam Link, was that GDC or was that PAX? I think that was GDC. Yeah, I think that was GDC. But, I oh, mean, because okay. we touched up on that last week that, hey, that happened. But I think this week they were more active in saying, hey, the Steam machines and all this stuff, it, it's going to be happening in November. At least the Steam machines. You can see it on Steam's uh, store yeah. page now. They have specs up for all their boxes and whatnot. Yeah, and I was really happy because like they had a sale, and I got to finish off some of the Payday DLC. So I was mm. happy. Yep. Well, they actually add, one of the biggest concerns going into it, from what I saw from the beta players, uh, were essentially um, there was not a lot of games on the Steam OS. So it's good to see that yeah. you know. 50, 60 games got transferred onto SteamOS, which is a big deal. See, I didn't know that. I I thought it was a Mm Windows-based system, which means all of my games would just work on a Steam box. It's not. It's Linux-based, which means the developers of every game have to make an effort to translate their Windows products Mm -hmm. onto SteamOS. So you will not be able to play everything you own out the gate, if ever. I'm... I'm curious to see if they just re- – what I would like personally is just their controller. I don't really care about the the Steam box itself, yeah. but it would be good to get the controller at least if it that, works with my The computer. controller they did show at PAX, um, and people were saying it's good with the, the two trackpads instead of the two uh, joysticks we're That's used to. so weird. I'm sorry. It is really weird. weird. But I don't know if that works only with Steam boxes, or if you can use that with the PC. I don't, I'll look at I'll look for that while you. Can yeah, because yeah, that that seems like something that would be kind of interesting. It might be a cool market. Uh, you know, if they they guarantee it'll work with games on Steam or something. So yeah. I don't know. I don't Sorry. know what it is like that. I, I I'm excited for the Steam box. I think it's a great invention. I think it's like it's about time that they did that because let's face it, like Steam with its sales could literally just take over the console market just with that. But it's that controller that I just find so weird because it's literally just like let's paint one orange and paint one blue and you have the two portal things just on your your control pad. It's like I kind of like a joystick. I don't know, like how yeah. do you like. I'm actually well, more excited about the Steam Link box than 
a separate Steam machine. What is a Steam Link box? Is that where you it's can link a, it's a Steam? box kind of like an Apple TV um, mm-hmm. that you hook up to your TV, and it is dedicated to streaming content from your PC, okay. your existing okay. PC, to your TV. So I want to play, you know, Borderlands Two or Dark Souls or whatever on the big screen, um, and I want no lag. You can do that right now using uh, Steam's home sharing streaming thing, but mm-hmm. it's a little laggy. You get like half a second to a second of delay. No good in a shooter, right? But if, supposedly, if you use the Steam Link box that comes out in November as well, it's super low latency streaming from a high-end computer to a TV. High-end computer, though. Yeah. yeah. There, there's your key word right there. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be based on your computer specs. Yeah. Uh, I, I think... Network speed. Yeah. And it's, need a good router and all that jazz. I, I don't believe that it's going to be an end-all, beat-all system. I think that it's basically just going to be a virtual machine where you can tell it, okay, this is the machine I want you to copy. And then, you know, the issue I have with that is I think it's still going to run into the same problem. So if you're having problems already... I don't see it's going to be a huge difference yeah. between that and the um, next thing. I don't know how it's going to work. But, uh, I don't either. Big question then, because yeah, Alienware big... is making the the Area 51 game box, which I believe is it's still pretty much like a PC, but it's <laughs> still like higher higher end. What would you rather get? Would you rather get that high-end PC like the Area 51, or would you rather get a Steam box? Now, is Area 51 specifically a gaming desktop? What I, I'm not familiar with what Area 51... From the way that they're promoting it, it's okay. like the new wave gaming PC, awkward case and all. Mm. It's It looks like a triangle. Is that is Yeah. That um, yeah. I don't know. Fun. I don't know the price. Granted, I'll, I'll I also fly. don't know the price of the Steam machine. The Steam machine oh. seems to start around 500-ish bucks and they go up. You know, to well over a thousand if you LA, want stuff. Alienware, it looks like the cheap model is around um, a little over 1.7k. Steam box, but it's but it's running a high end everything. Yeah, so I mean, that's still. something guts you have to realize is I believe it's running eight gigs of DDR3. If they didn't, uh, if not more, running, yeah, it's running an R9. 270 uh, 2 gig GDR5 card with a fourth generation Intel Core i7 processor and so pretty much like in layman's terms you won't have to upgrade this for probably another 10 years yeah I mean this seems really weird to me because you're you got two or three different consumers that you could be targeting with a steam box right you go with the general uh consumer where you're going against the console you want to convince someone to buy your steam box instead of a console they're going to have similar specs and a similar price. Okay, maybe. So you get your entry-level Steam box for those people. You go higher than that, you start spending 1.7K. Anyone who's going to spend that much money on a computer could just build it themselves. Yeah. yeah. Probably, I, if they're willing to spend that much on essentially a PC, they're doing PC gaming, they're familiar with how to build a tower, or at least are willing to just go to learn. a vendor and custom build one. Right? Yeah. That That just doesn't seem like a very... Um, a very large market to me. I I think this is for people to use in their living room. Like you said just a second ago. I think this is supposed to be a high-end like PS4. A PS4 with amazing 1080p like 60 frames per second, you know, or higher. And better sales. 
I can already do that on my on my tower that I built for you know twelve hundred thousand. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's a good question. Who who is this for? Yeah, that's that's the real question. Is who is who is the Steam Box for? I feel and like I, you could just build a tower and stick it next to your TV. Maybe it's the form factor that people care about. These are smaller wait, computers. But you can build cases. this. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Um, I mean, you could also take a look at it as some people don't have high-end computers mm-hmm. and they would rather get a steam box which it's like it comes with pretty much everything with that comes with pc gaming all mm-hmm. in a console which is kind of ironic in a way yeah plus awesome sales i mean that, let's face it that's the one great thing about pc gaming is the fact that it has steam this sales. thing called steam yep. and it has steam sales and it hurts our wallets and it mm. makes our significant others hate us because of it. It's <laughs> it's the gaming equivalent to women's shoe shopping. We don't mm. we'll never understand it, but we'll get, it is. Point. That's it a is. really we good don't analogy. Need this this game that's on sale for eight dollars, but we don't want to lose money on this. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I gotta do it. Here's the funny thing: I had money to spend. Like I could get Hotline Miami. I'm never going to play it. <laughs> But you don't want to lose money on that deal. I don't so. want to lose money on that deal. That is that is a really solid game, though. If you, if you so, I've heard. I think that, I might pick up the second one just because of all like the payday involvement and everything. It's it's a really good game. It's hard. It's really stupid hard, but it's like it's fun. Anyway, I, I think I think the the higher end machines will could have a market if Steam does what we seem to think they're doing, and they're creating an ecosystem with their Steam boxes working better. Alongside their VR system okay. that they're that they're working on, and that controller, and that they're going to create a system that works together, which will promote people to want a Steam Box because then it unlocks special features with the VR headset. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's something there that would entice you. I want the Steam computer. Well, if I'm going to get the Steam VR headset, let's take a step back. Uh, another part of it is that it's not running on Windows. So, I mean, that's a whole nother shtick we need to talk about is it's not running on Windows. So, I mean, what my thought is, uh, and Gabe Newell has even come out and said it, he hates Windows. He despises it terribly. And SteamOS is kind of a way for them to say, well, we don't need your Windows environment to survive, essentially. So, I mean, it it might literally be like something else to consider is it might not be such a, you know, Windows is actually – can be a bit of a you know hardware hog so they might have just done a super like low-end light operating system that runs on really low specs and that gives more processing power to you know the actual game itself which means you know potentially you might need less specs to play a higher end game potentially this is all potential yeah this is all assuming the developer also wants to develop their game for two different systems because let's be honest yeah. who's not going to develop for windows that is your largest install base yeah that's well, a big problem i see unless everyone moves over to steam os yeah then you have it's no it's not yeah. but because but that, that's just he's just saying you know unless you know if that was the situation then if steam os is that big then you won't need to go to windows because you know everything yeah. steam Oh, sure. And if, if that were to happen, that'd be fantastic. But with Xbox and PC moving closer and closer every generation, eventually Xbox Live is just going to work on PC, they said, yeah. with Windows 10, and not charge multiplayer, and there's going to be cross-platform support. PC is only going to get bigger. Yeah. All it's not going to get smaller. 
I'll believe them not charging for multiplayer when I see it. Yeah, so I'll believe everyone moves to SteamOS when I see that too. I just, it I won't happen. It but happen. I'm saying, like, if if it literally is an easier thing to develop for than Windows, you know, why not? what's funny is like you you say all this, and I remember a long time ago watching a episode of G4TV.com with Scott Rubin talking about is gaming PC is gaming uh, PC gaming dead. And this was back when, like, PlayStation 2 and Xbox and, eh, kind of the GameCube were just thriving. And mm-hmm. they're like, there's nothing good for PC. And, like, they held, and Laura Foy just, like, held out this funeral and everything. And it's like, and I think back now, it's like, it's far beyond dead at this point because. Oh, yeah. It's preferred. Yeah. It's resurgence. Well, it, I mean, it's resurgence. Yeah. So, um, let's go back to a point that Clegg mentioned with the VR. So, mm. I'll ask. It's a hypothetical question because we don't know what's coming out for it yet. What's the game that you would want to see and you would want to play on the Steam Killis Rift? I don't know of a clever name, so I'm just mixing uh, no, Steam that's and Oculus Rift. It's called, it's called Vive. They've named it. It's, oh, it's called Vive. And then there's that's also a Windows cool. one, which is pretty neat. Uh, I don't remember what the Windows one is called, but it's not for gaming. It's for HoloLens. HoloLens, yeah. yeah. HoloLens is for Windows, which is really interesting uh, too. augmented reality where you can see yeah. through your, your glasses and just things show up on your on your view like a hologram. So, These are the ones you, you wear and it totally masks what you can see. So you the vibe you're in. Yes. What game would you love? Any game that's out now, what okay. would you love to see on it? Let's start with Clegg. Oh, for me, it's not a game that currently exists. I want a totally different experience. I don't just want to be playing a shooter and I have to do this, you know, hold my hands up and look through, uh, and look through uh, an, uh, uh, a heads-up display that's being uh, shined into my eyes. I don't want it to just be a first-person game. I want it to be a totally different experience that makes me move around my room and, you know, look through a picture frame that I have in my apartment, and that's a viewport into another world or something. I want something completely different that we haven't seen yet. It's that kind of gameplay that's going to make me go, oh, this is worth investigating because I have played nothing like this before. Curtis? The first one that comes to mind is something like MechWarrior, where you're like, you put on the headset and you're basically inside the the pilot cockpit, right? Yeah. You kind of look around at your different monitors and stuff like that and kind of use your keyboard. UI. The Titanfall. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like that, but even more so, uh, MechWarrior Online has a, a very similar UI right now. Yeah. I think they're working on Oculus Rift support as well. But, like, it makes it believable because I am kind of have my hands on a keyboard and mouse, so I'm kind of, like, doing what I would expect to kind of do in a mech. So it would give me that kind of immersion still without breaking that. The other one I thought of immediately was Skyrim. You know, yeah. that one. That one strikes me as being one where instead, because I've always been like, oh, I hate, you know, moving the mouse around to try to look. It's like, oh, just look over there. And uh-huh. so um, I think I can't really explain the mechanics of what I want to see, but I'll give you a game type example. Um, let's say we're, we're playing with the first big VR platformer game. Typically on a screen, it's, you know, 2D side scroller, maybe 3D like Mario Party or, or a, a Super Mario 3D World. It came out last year yeah. as a 3D platformer. I want a platformer where I have to walk around my my apartment and guide someone over my furniture and across the kitchen table. Yeah. And, like, interacting with my environment because 
that's what virtual reality is all about. You know, I, or it's creating an environment that the game level designers have made that fits within the parameters of my living space. I, I almost feel like like we're going to see something like a full dive system before we see. Uh, I mean, that makes a little more sense in the context of what you're talking about than what is full dive. Uh, it, it's a term that's used a lot in you know um, science fiction and such, where essentially you fall asleep, but you're not really asleep. Your mind is essentially processing what you're trying to do in the game. Yeah. If you've ever seen Sword Art Online, they do that, where they basically have this helmet, they put it on, and it kind of connects to their nerve system. And like so, if they feel pain, they feel pain. And anyways, I thought like, about, like haptic yeah. feedback. I thought yeah. about I thought of two things. Like they both been kind of touched upon, but there there their potential is out there. Um, one, I thought about the how the RTSs would look. Like imagine playing Civilization, <laughs> just like the headset, and you just go like this, and you just like move everything over. Like someone did that. They modded their connect to the ability to do that, and I thought that was really That's cool. So cool. It That's is so cool. <laughs> Um, and another one I thought of was something along the lines of either a an X-Men, Dragon Ball Z, or like mm-hmm. even like a Mage-type fighter, like, to where I'm using my hands and, like, I'm firing out, like, fireballs or whatever. Like, if I'm, like, being a mage and just, like, shooting lightning. Like, something along those lines. Like, the Kinect did it with Dragon Ball Z. Too bad they executed it very poorly and it sucked. And they did the though. same thing with Star Wars. But it's the fact that it's there and I would love mm-hmm. to have the headset on using my hands as the controller and either using the force or creating a Kamehameha wave or something along those lines. And I would love to see that implemented. And I think I agree with Clegg that like, it was only a matter of time until we get, you know, navigating through the furniture. Of, uh, yeah. The house. I guess, I guess for me, it's about doing what you're talking about, but what I'm viewing is not limited to the screen. I'm not looking at it on the TV. I can get up and look at my army in this uh, strategy game you're talking about yeah. from any angle in my room. I can move the landscape as I, as I need That's to. And it's yeah. just like, you know, projected onto my floor. So I have total 3D control of what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's that's a tool that you're going to see that in maps. You know, you're going to see Google Maps. This is not gaming related, but you could see the comparison. Google Maps is going to come out with some sort of feature that lets you project the street you need to travel to into your apartment, and you're going to be able to track your route. Yeah. You know, in 3D. Yeah, That's there's... going to be a thing, and then it'll make its way into gaming. Yeah. Um, we originally had a point um, about Pax East. I was excited Pax for. Pax has cool things. Pax East has cool things. Um, I was excited for Overwatch. I was really happy to see the um, two new characters that they're adding more and more to it already and it, it still hasn't even come out and there's a lot more diversity mm-hmm. to it and mm-hmm. so it almost like leads me to believe that like like they're not going to go full team fortress 2 with this but they're going to almost make it like a moba style shooter and that there's going to be multiple champions it probably won't yeah. be like a hundred but it will still be like 10 to 20 right. champions all doing mm-hmm. different things and i wonder what the um what the model is going to be for this thing i think that, i don't know if it's been confirmed that they've said free to play but if it's similar either. to a moba in in its payment system where there's a, like a free rotation of champions and you can purchase them if you want to always have them unlocked i'm sure they're going to have skins i i would be very surprised if they did anything other than the the typical league of legends heroes of new earth mm-hmm. heroes of the storm model where you pay for skins you pay for you know visual upgrades yeah. but nothing game 
gameplay related. I like how you mentioned Heroes of New Earth, but you don't mention Smite, which is just like... Smite or Dota 2, you're yeah. right, I should have. Those are bigger yeah. ones. Yeah, it's like, Heroes of New Earth like dissipated <laughs> a long time ago. You might as well is say still... Demigod. Oh my god, is it still around? Did it dissipate? It's, Heroes of it's, New Earth? Yeah, it dissipated. Like, oh man, oh, okay. you... Do you remember Demigod? Demigod was so oh, good. Oh, man. Was it? I don't remember I it being very Demi- good. Demigod what? was great because it was a MOBA, but it had different skill trees throughout the time that you play. So mm. every game, you could have built something different. Granted, like their problem was they only made eight champions, but they had yeah. a whole... And they're really complicated. Yeah, they were very right. complicated. And I one was... The Rook was very OP, and I loved mm-hmm. playing him to death. Was he the tower-looking dude? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really cool-looking character. He is. He's like, yeah, the only OP. one I remember what he looks like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I don't know how you forget those, like... But... Um, apparently Smite's like really picking up, so I need to get back on, into on that. On the Xbox, too. On the Xbox, really yeah. Surprising. I mean, I suppose it's, as far as I'm aware, the only big MOBA on the platform. Yeah. So I guess it's not too surprising that the that genre is really has really taken off in the last five years, five, ten years. Well, Lord of the Rings has one as well. I was on PlayStation. I'm trying to remember what, what it's called. What? PlayStation? Yeah, there's a Lord of the Rings one that it was free for a while. I was like, oh, I could try this out. But then I was like, I, I thought no. it was also on PC, though, wasn't it? It probably is. I mean, I'll look I don't it know. know. It's not like yeah. it didn't seem like an exclusive title. Guardians of Middle Earth is the oh, name? Yep, yep, that one. Yeah. That one's actually a paid game. Okay. Uh, it is twenty normally $20. Yeah, I mean, it was free at the time. PlayStation Plus, great yeah. deal. But it has mostly negative reviews on <laughs> Steam. Well, good thing I didn't waste my money. So. Yeah, anyway, right. Smite's so, really right. taken off in the last. I feel. I, I feel like six months. It's really got. Yeah, yeah. and I'm. I'm really happy for them because it's I think definitely unique. The, what you guys said once I moved to Xbox, it did amazing because it works really well in an Xbox system. Yeah, the control. Yeah, their, their control scheme really works well oh. with the uh, with the console um, uh, controller system, and there's less competition. You know, you really can't compete with. The two juggernauts that are Dota 2 and League of Legends now. Yeah, it's just they're, they're huge. They so. made their own audience, which is something yeah. that was needed, especially on a console market with a growing genre that is the MOBA. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of free to play, while he was over at Paxis, um, former Epic Game CEO and now CEO of Boss Key, Cliff Blazinski, um, was asked a question about free-to-play and he was also questioned about his new game being free-to-play as well and he says i think free-to-play games should be quote more disneyland less vegas because when you're at disneyland you get to enjoy your entertainment at your leisure whereas in vegas you're pressured to spend more money guys mm. what do you think of this quote and is he correct we'll start off with clegg um well i mean no one likes to feel pressured to purchase things i think what he was talking about is is sort of the direction that at least MOBAs have been going recently where you pay for um, vanity items, you pay for visual upgrades, you don't pay uh, we're talking real money here, you don't pay money for game mechanic advantage right? Mm -hmm. You can't purchase a sword of of epic awesomeness that makes you do 20% more damage Um, at least if that option is available, it's also available with an in-game currency equivalent. For example, um, you can pay 50 bucks in Hearthstone and buy a crap ton of card packs. You can also buy those same card packs that have the same contents within them with in-game currency. It'll take you longer to do it that way, but you know there's an equivalent 
for someone who just has a lot of money. You can just spend a lot of your time instead. Yeah. So I think the Disney comparison he, he was making was you can ride any ride you want at Disney, whether you you know whether you're a millionaire or this is the mm-hmm. one time your family goes there ever. Um, you could, there's also a lot of other stuff to do, like the restaurants and whatnot. But you know the the, the game, the, the base game, the base experience is available to anyone. Right? Is that kind of what he was saying? It, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Curtis? Um, I, I agree with him to some extent. Um, uh, it's kind of a comp- free-to-play is kind of a complicated market because sometimes it works really well and other times it just ends up being a money grab. And the way that usually free-to-play games profit is, is a slow t- thing. In my opinion, and a lot of times the way they w- people want to profit off of free-to-play games is the immediate money, 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 money. But it eventually will cause people to stop playing the game. Um, one that Chase and I talked about a lot was um, Star Wars. Yeah. And basically, you told me they've basically just locked off content. Is that correct? Yeah. You do the story, and all the other raids, all the other like pretty much. All the stuff that you ha- you can use to play, you ha- they're all subscription based. You have a cap okay. on money. You have a cap on. There's like pretty much a cap for everything, pretty yeah. much. Because and that's yeah. go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, I was I was saying like I tried it out like for a little bit because I wanted to get back into it. And they I had three. I had four million. Um, I had four million. I forget the currency name Credit, on that. Credits. Or credits. Yeah, I had four million credits. Right. And then when I logged on, I was down to seven hundred fifty thousand. It's like, uh, excuse me, is, yeah. is this the real world or second where banks just lost my money? Uh, come on, <laughs> that's a political joke. But um, <laughs> it, it's there was free to play, and I feel like free to plays are now the big thing with MMOs. Not as much MOBAs because. It, with MOBAs, it's quite simple. Like, Smite and League and Dota 2 and... I don't know if Heroes of the Storm is going to be, quote, free. Yeah, uh, it, it is. is. Okay, it is. It's, it's, it's the same it's exact pay model. You pay for skins, you pay for champions if you want them. If not, oh well, we're going to release them free every once in a yeah. while. Blah, blah, blah. But it's with the MMOs is where it kind of gets tricky. Because, yes, I can harp on Star Wars cutting out so much content... But at the same time, you at least get to enjoy the story, which I mm-hmm. think it was a, one of the best parts of the game. So it depends on what your cutoff point is, because if you want all the exclusive content and you want a little bit more, and you're willing to shell out some of the money, then yeah, definitely do it. But you cannot feel pressured, and I, especially, I hate it with a burning passion, you can't have pay-to-win. Because pay-to-win yeah. hurts games. Like, yes. pay-to-win infuriates other players it turns people off and it's a waste of money it's like yeah the companies are making money but at the same time they're losing it because they're shelling away other players well that's exactly i I have another example um so i think everyone is agreeing that we like the moba um the current moba pay pattern where you pay for you know, permanent unlock of a champion, mm-hmm. either through money or through in-game currency, which you yeah. can earn a little slower, but, you know, that's that's your choice, and there are no gameplay mechanics 
hidden behind a, a, a monetary pay, paywall. We like that. Yes. Because mm-hmm. uh, it promotes, you know, playing the game to get your time and investment in to earn that in-game currency. Um, what people don't like is what's typically done on the mobile market with free-to-play games, mm-hmm. where you need yeah. to purchase these gems is the Lights. typical term. Yeah. You have to purchase the ability to play the game. The game yeah. gives you hearts or whatever that recharge one every hour. And you're allowed to play the game until you lose all of your lives. Then you're not allowed to play the game anymore. Like, you literally cannot play unless you buy lives. Or that you have locking... to put it down to wipe. Or you have to what? Or you have to put it down because you have to wipe. <laughs> yes, if I can In the bathroom. Time. Yep. Yeah. Toilet time. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. a toilet joke. That is locking gameplay <laughs> mechanics, or in this case, your entire game behind a paywall. Your entire game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Another toilet joke. I'm on a roll. <laughs> no one, no one I'm on that. a roll, that, people. That's the Vegas style. I got uh, riders now. Free well, to play model that he's talking about, right? If MOBA is the yeah. Disney style where everything's available to you and more exclusive stuff if you're willing to pay money, um, the mobile market uh, is the Vegas where nothing is available to you unless you pay. Yeah. But I think it also comes into a lot of free-to-play games that you just, you know, there's there's a, there's a ton of them. Um, you know, back to what Chase said about MMOs, there's some MMOs out there that, like, you get access to two classes, and then there's no way to unlock the other characters except for with money. And mm-hmm. that's just ridiculous. That's, that's the equivalent of saying, hey, look, we have all these really cool things. Here's the two characters that you can play. Yeah. One of them's a healer, one of them's a tank. Go have fun, because that's what we don't have right now in our game is tanks and healers. That's and you're exactly like, bad at that game because it's so story-driven. You are literally locking out how many classes are there? Are there like six? You're locking well, out six stories. I'm, I'm giving that. Yeah, he, it's not like they don't do that it, in Star Wars. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm giving that as an example. Like I, I forget what MMO it was. I tried an MMO the other day. It was free to play, and it was like I could pick one of three classes. And I was like, and there was a total of twelve classes. And I was like, if you want these classes, you have to pay me twenty dollars a piece. And I'm like, there is no way I'm paying you twenty dollars a piece for a single class. That yeah, is that, that's stupid. Right. That's ridiculous. Right. All this talk about the old republic just makes me like sad on the inside because it was so much fun. But oh, EA it's a just good game. It. They just they did weird things with the pay model I, when they I changed know. it. Well, to EA, EA is just does not do free to play well at all. Like they tried to do it with Warhammer Online, I think, and it didn't work well. EA just doesn't tried... do games well. Yeah. Well, then they killed Maxis too. I forgot we didn't talk about that. Yeah, Maxis they... shut down. They shut down Maxis, the people who made SimCity, like, and that's kind of going with their normal MO. EA had such an easy job there with Star Wars, in my opinion. All you need to do is give a bunch of different lightsaber models. Yeah. How hard is that? Like, I would pay 10 bucks for a really cool, like, uh, what's the new bad guy's name? And, and um, would, would your lightsaber have a cross hilt? Yeah, and if it did, yeah. would it have protective hand guards? Because that was a big thing, no. like two months ago when that came out. No, no, it wouldn't. It because I am a badass. Uh, you wouldn't need <laughs> that, one. That is true. We actually have right. scientific proof of that. <laughs> so I don't need those cross hilts. I will lose my fingers and just replace it with a robotic hand. It's fine. Right. That's right. So, like, do you not remember when Curtis was gone? He was getting those tests. It was because to prove that about scientifically yes. proven, he yes. is. Yeah. Proof. That I can do things that normal people can't, and they cannot explain it scientifically. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> science. <laughs> That's a science joke. I'm going to beat that one to death. 
Um, all right. So you know what? Let's let's get on the topic of Star Wars because we, we've already talked about all of the other stuff. So let's go Audible. Are you, for your lightsaber, are you a single lightsaber? Are you the cross hilt, um, double edge, or dual wielder? Anybody can, can I, take this. Can I add one more in there? Yes. Uh, there's a new one that they just came out with in uh, Star Wars Rebel. It has a gun in it. What? What? That seems excessive. <laughs> it's really cool. It's really awesome, actually. Did the American make... at the bottom or something? That's no. Who's awesome. the American Jedi that made this one? And the way it works is it's like it's kind of like a, a cutlass, right? But at the hilt point right here, there's a gun. So he can't have the lightsaber on and shoot the gun at the same time, but he can alternate between them. See, I really... would have your vanilla lightsaber. And I don't need a gun in mine because when you shoot at me, I'm going to knock it right back at you. That's my gun. Points Thank for Clegg. very much. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Yeah. When I played Old Republic, I played... Um, I went dual wield because I love the dual. I I went one red and I went one as like black as I could, and it was awesome. so awesome just seeing them just like fly and like clash with each other. I want to see. Like, granted, we haven't seen all the Star Wars models yet. I would love to see like a lightsaber scythe or something. Ooh, that would be cool. Just like sure, long pole, and just like see something like that, and just be like ah. Lightsaber battle axe, that would be another cool that one. That would be. I I think a spear would be pretty neat. I would like to see a lightsaber spear. That's called a laser. That's pretty much what it is. Well, no, I mean like an extended blade that are essentially that you can kind of... would yeah, kind of want like a quarterstaff or something. Yeah, exactly, where like one end, you know, sticks out a little bit more. It's basically a, an elongated double lightsaber hmm. or a double-sided lightsaber. Okay. Just because I'm Asian, you know. Just because you're Asian. Half Asian. That's true. Just half, well, just half Asian, Asian enough to want a, a lightsaber. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, this has been fun. Any other lightsabers you guys can think of? Uh, lightsaber to break lightsabers. I mean, a scythe or not scythe? A uh, like a psi lightsaber. That's not Basically bad. Basically, used to get in close and break the other person's lightsaber with the other prongs of it. We need a nunchuck. Similar to Michelangelo. <laughs> Don't ask me how that works, but that's what I want. <laughs> just one thing is like laser. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be great. It's like as soon as like they mess up, psh, ah, crap, my arm. <laughs> and uh, that's how Anakin uh, lost the other one. And that's. <laughs> but uh, done. I'm here all week, guys. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to see like a smaller lightsaber too. Would be kind of neat. Just like maybe a dagger and, lightsaber or something. I mean, you could like, literally just like keep it off and then stick it in the yeah. back and then turn it on it's like up oh, dagger and then just turn it off again i guess so i mean like but we never see anyone except for yoda using a smaller lightsaber so it'd be kind of interesting to see it well, different yeah because if you used a bigger one it'd be taller than him i know i think, it, I think his current one was taller than him just oh yeah <laughs> pretty sure oh much bigger this is <laughs> that was know. a horrible yoda impression i'm very uh, sorry that wasn't too bad, actually. It was pretty good. I'm trying uh, to think. Like, they had a black lightsaber, which was interesting in yeah. Clone Wars. Black is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Mandalorian lightsaber. It was interesting. Mandalorian lightsaber. I can't... It was basically used to kill uh, Jedi. That was their whole shtick, was they wanted mm-hmm. a weapon that would kill Jedi, so they made this, like, black lightsaber. 
that was like a samurai sword. That makes sense. How how is the animated series? Both Rebels and Clone Wars are amazing. Rebels especially is actually very good. I've just finished the first season, and it ha- it has a fangirl moment at the end if you watch Clone Wars. Okay. <laughs> Like it's like, <gasps> you know. I, don't, so. I I couldn't. I still couldn't get past the fact that like Darth Maul returns. Like he's dead. He got cleaved in half and he fell down a pit. If the half part didn't kill him, I'm pretty sure the fall did. Wait, man, see, if, what, if, what, if if Boba Fett can fall into yeah. a Sarlacc pit and come out, survive. Darth Maul he, can fall. That's into different. A pit I mean, you're no, talking. That's... He's got the force, man. Boba got... Fett. When, when you've well, okay, let's let's also go to the fact that Luke technically fell down the same shaft, pretty much, right? And then he somehow survived in Cloud City on a pole that he randomly fell onto that would have broken his entire body. Are we gonna have this debate? Yeah. Well, because I've seen what happens to Darth Maul. You may think that maybe he should have just died instead of what happened to him. Trust me, I, I, I love Darth Maul, and I love his character. Does he end up like Urgot from League of Legends with little mechanical legs like a crab? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but he's like crazy as crap when they find him. Like he's... You merely adopted the Force. I was born no, in like, it, surrounded like, by like, it. If any type of light source comes near him, he screams and runs up a wall and stuff like that. Like He's really messed up. Great, like... Darth Maul spider. That's what I need. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Jay. A spider it's that can really, use the force? No, thank you. Yeah, it's really creepy. Like, that whole sequence is, like, really disturbing. Kill the planet! Hold on, Death Star, kill this planet! <laughs> and the spiders! Quack, kill it with fire! Spiders with the force! Terrifying. That's Terrifying. another reason why I like the Old Republic. No spiders. That you know of. That I know of. They've added, like, 20 different instances to it. So, there might be one. Never know. One spider. I'm still scared of, you know, when we were playing Tiny Tina, and you go, I'm so sorry, and I'm like, why? Don't re- No reason. So I have a feeling. Well, how do you feel about spider ants? They're okay. Like, that it they... probably be. I don't remember if it's exactly, but yeah, there's, there's totally spiders. I get freaked out by the drifters and the, um... Uh, Hammerlock DLC. Then you might not be okay. I don't remember, like, exactly what kind of eight-legged freaks we're talking about. Yeah. It might be closer to Spider-Ants, or it might be, because it's D&D-based, it might just be straight-up spiders. I don't remember. Oh, God! God. Because nothing's D&D without a freaking spider, so... Yeah, why don't you think I don't play? (laughs) That, and you guys will not be prepared for what I bring to the table. No, we will be. We'll just shut you down hard. Nope. You can't shut down this beast. That's why we'd hang up the call on (laughs) it. Alright. Thank you guys again for joining us. And thank you guys for making us a part of your day. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us via Podcast Garden, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever it is. Thank you for making us a part of your day. And feel free to subscribe to us. And if you're watching us on YouTube, leave a like and comment as well. What kind of lightsaber would you like to see? Or what's your favorite? Also, uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash that new show show. You can follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker, or you can follow this show on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. Also, check out some of our other episodes. And hey, 
The Overkill pack came out for Payday 2, and I reacted to it. I made three videos, and I stayed up late editing it, so you should watch it. No pressure at all. <laughs> Let's just say this. Part 1, glorious. Part 3, even more glorious. So, other than that, I think I actually touched up on everything. It's actually handy when you write stuff down. Who knew? Right? Also, this week... Good. Interview with Greg Kasavin. You should definitely Ooh. watch that coming. I know. I still can't believe I somehow got that. That's super exciting. I literally, like, I've had time to prepare. And I've had all these questions. And, like, and it comes to writing them down. I'm like, what was I going to ask him again? Oh, no. And so, luckily, I've got, like, a good amount written down. So, anyway, let's wrap this show up. Uh, for Curtis Coe and Daniel Clegg, I am Chase Bunker saying have a good rest of your week. And we will talk to you next week. Ah, uh, bye-bye.